Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. Answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to those everyday dilemmas. Like, how do you tell your hairdresser that you don't like your new hair? Well, you just nod and smile. And should I purchase Park Lane and Mayfair in Monopoly? <laughs> and what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss, but we're not your usual agony ants? Are we William Hansen, the UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not Jordan North, television and radio presenter. I'm more Cherry Tree Lane, you're more Cherry Cola. And thank you to Ashley for sending that one in. I've had Cherry Coke in ages. Cherry Coke or Cherry Cola? Same thing, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I used to get, at school, mm. on the school dinners, I got £2 a day. My mom. £2 a day? I used to get garlic bread and chips. Do you see these really nice Double garlic Double Or I'd get pizza and chips and I'd alternate between Cherry Cola and Fanta Fruit Twist. Really? Mm. Yeah. Oh, I've not had Fanta Fruit Twist for ages as well. Probably not... But when you're younger and have a better metabolism and you can basically yeah. just bosh whatever sugar content. Oh, yeah. I was talking about that recently. I wish I was 21 again and could just eat what you want, literally. Before mm. college, when I was at college, yeah. um, I used to go every day, walk to college, and I'd get a big batten, sausage and egg batten. Before a college. batten? Like it's a bap, but it was a batten. It was like a long bap. Okay. I mean, a baguette. Scrumptious cafe in Preston. It it was a baguette. It was, no, 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 it was a soft batten. I used to get that, sausage and egg, (laughs) with brown sauce every day before college. Then just eat all day. Right. Bag of Doritos. Doritos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice. Well, lovely. That's what an insight. Those were the days. Uh, Should we have a drink? Fancy Mm. drink? I bet your mum never used to say to you, you eat me out of house and pissing home, you lot. No. Mm. She did not say that. Did you ever pay board? Sorry? I bet you didn't, did you? Pay board? Did you never pay board? I went to boarding school no, and paid but, for that. No, you didn't. But well, when true. when I was 21, after uni, I had to start paying rent. Oh, right. Well, now I had moved out by then. Mm. So. Pay board. And it's called board, like a hotel. Oh. Um, yeah, you call it board. Where's your I will board tell board? you what, I might allow you to do the joke for our anniversary show. More on that later. Right, there's your drink. Shall we toast? Who should we toast to? I think we should toast Ronnie Bond, who wrote the fantastic... It's an earworm We've been that's been confirmed by a lot of our g and on socials. He wrote the song, You've Never Seen Anything Like It, about the wonderful city of Milton Keynes. Is it a city? Yeah, it is now, yeah. Oh. 
that was in. That was the whole point oh, of doing yeah, of that course. song. Was yeah. it was made yeah. a city? <laughs> right. All right. Christ. Ronnie Bond. Ronnie Bond. I don't know if he's still alive, but mm. to Ronnie. As always, if you need our help with something, then we would love it if you got in touch. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sextonmyboss.com or you can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at sextonmyboss or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply on his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website, sextonmyboss.com. Right, you've just picked up a picture of yourself. Why no, is that? No, this is the postcard of John Adams, which was sent in to us by Jean Diva Casey, all the way from Desert Hot Springs in California. Wow. Yes. And uh, it came in on, well, it was posted on the 7th of December, reached us in early January and was responded to on the 1st of March. Um, so we have a bit of a backlog, but I'm, I'm dealing with it. Um, and Casey puts, hey, is this enough to get a written reply from the prissy one? Thanks, XOXO. Prissy one? I think that's really unfair on you. What does, pr- <laughs> what does prissy mean? Particular. Oh, Oh, hang on, hang on. Susie Dent in the corners looking at the dictionary definition. That, I'm sorry, but that is the double of you. That is not the double of me. <laughs> you are such a cheeky bitch. That is the... It's like, look, that is the double. Can you... Can we show that there? You've got your own postcards. That's impressive. <laughs> Own it. Prissy, here's the dictionary definition. I Moving think, on. I think you're going to like this. Oh, really? Fussily and excessively respectable. There we go. Fussily and respectfully... Excessively respectable. respectable. That's me. Um, so anyway, I have replied. I didn't rush to reply, Casey. Obviously, I left it a few months. Have you seen Susie Dent's new series? So good. She goes to eat loads of buffets in Las Vegas. What? What? Why have they said? That's just, I mean, it's a... She goes to, like, it's really good. I think it's one Are you sure it's Susie Dent? Is this a joke? No, she goes and eats loads of... Buffets. Who in a commissioning office has gone, tell you what we need, What's Susie it? Dent in Nevada she goes, eating a buffet? So she tries out loads of world buffets. I used to love a buffet when I was younger. And then she goes to, like, one in Watford, but then they took her to Vegas. Why? I just think that's a very odd commission. No, no, sorry, it's Grace Dent, not Susie <laughs> Dent. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. It was, yeah. That makes more Grace sense. Dent's, uh, <laughs> Grace Dent, oh, I've met Grace Dent. She's lovely. I met her on Weakest Link. Um, Grace Dent's the mm-hmm. foodie, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Susie Dent's the... Wordy. Countdown. The wordy, yeah. I was going to say, that's, that's... It's really good. God, there used to be, um, oh, it used to be a buffet in Wigan called World, World Buffet. Mm-hmm. It was a Taybarns or something, was it? And we used to go and go over. We'd drive to Wigan. Okay. How long would that take you? About 40 minutes, oh, right. 45 minutes. And on go over, just go and they had every food there. Yes. We'd spend hours there just eating. What was it called? It was like Taybarn's World Buffet. Oh, it was class. And, and how, when you, it says World Buffet, mm. how diverse was the offering? Oh, every country, pretty much. Literally every country? <laughs> well, they had Mexican, Chinese, Indian, British, American... They had all sorts. Well, German. That's, about, that's well, six. French. They had loads. Right. It's great. You could have, like, on a plate, you could have, like, uh, a fajita, a cheeseburger, and sausage and mash. It's great. <laughs> My arteries are clogging up just thinking about oh, it. Oh, I've not been to... I love a buffet. That's mm. why I can't... I tell you what I noticed at a buffet. I can't remember where I was, but it was a, it was a buffet thing. Uh, maybe it was, oh, I think I was working in Portugal and, and there was a buffet and people would, would 
take from the buffet, which is that bit's fine, you know, take the from the, the dish onto your plate and then start to eat it whilst they're moving around the yeah, buffet. Yeah, I do that. That's, no, that's not right. Yeah, I do that. That's sure. not good manners. Do you take stuff from the buffet, like red sauces, to do those little marmite packets? Well, you can take it and eat it and consume it in the dining room, yes. Yeah, but you take it some for your pockets. I don't think they're hungry. No, I always, if I'm in a hotel and I'm working, I always get some tissue, like your nana, and wrap up like some croissants and cheese and bits and put it in your bag so you can have snacks later. Right, so you steal? No, I don't steal. I'll get the money's worth. Okay. Mm. Premier Inn do a good breakfast buffet. Right, mm. well, lovely. Well, holiday that's... Inn's not bad. Okay. Unless it's a Holiday Inn Express. Buffet's what I've known, Jordan North. Yeah, I that's... do love a good buffet. Good. Yeah. Used to be one in, I've talked about the one in Preston. Chinese, or you can eat mm. buffet. Mm. Yes, well, lovely. Um, so just on, on the letters, um, thank you very much to everyone, of course, who writes in. Uh, a couple of months delay, obviously. I'm getting th- through them. I've posted out a big batch, loads of international ones. Oh, Good really? Lord, I ordered lots of international stamps to, to, you know, reply to people. I've basically got through the whole sheet. I bet it's costing you a fortune. It is, yes. Stamps. Um, but anyway, um, I did, uh, Mikey had gone out to the theatre the other day and I sat there and did did a couple of hours of writing and some of the letters made me, made me cry, oh, I'll be really? honest. It's wow. really lovely. I've got I've put some of them over there. What would so, he say? Just, you know, nice things that, oh, you know, we've helped people through mm. tough times and they go into, into detail. What, Ben? We need to do them in the episode. Yes, that's why they're over there for you to look at. All I sit at home and sit there and write several sentences on a card and post it. It's like being a child in the middle of a divorce with these two sometimes. <laughs> Christ. Christ. No, call me William. Hmm. Anyway, thank you to everyone who writes in. If your get... dad got divorced, who's, who would you have lived with? Well, I don't know. What a funny question. Would you have gone with your mum or your dad? Well, James would go with your mum and you'd go with your dad, <laughs> wouldn't you? James probably wouldn't have a choice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What an odd question. Did they ever come close to divorcing? No, they did not. I have never heard them argue. Are you joking? Literally never. I mean, bickering, but not not argue. Your mum and dad never argued. No, I'm, I, I genuinely, I know I know a lot of people have, have had difficult upbringings. I genuinely, I have got the nicest, best parents in the world. Um, my mum used to throw my dad's clothes out on the front street. And <laughs> well, we definitely didn't have that, no. Yeah. No. No, we had, we, it was lovely. Mm. It is lovely. Still yeah. with us. So that's good. He'd come home from like a six month tour. He went, oh, as soon as you get through your dorm, my mum would be on him. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> six months with these kids screaming. Oh, God. Wendy, let me get through your door. I've just been at war. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Easier time at war. <laughs> it probably was. Probably was. Um, breaking news, everyone. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not convinced about this, but Mikey assures me what I experienced was what he thinks it is, but I don't think it was. I think I've had my first hangover. Are you joking? Mm. When? Uh, two Sundays ago, after we came back from our... We had dinner at uh, Jonathan's. Oh, you'll definitely come back yeah. from over there. <laughs> and the next day, apparently I was a little bit emotional. Right. So did you wake up headbanging? No. No, I didn't have the headache. I, I'm absolutely fine. No. Okay. Were you just, like, really lethargic? And you just couldn't, like, you tried to do stuff, but you just couldn't complete a task. Uh, no, I was a bit slovenly, and my patience was minimal, and uh, I think I reacted to things in a not particularly normal way. Did you have that bit of sick, like, where you just feel no. sick there? Right, okay. Were you, like, extra, extra horny? 
I'm that's... sorry. Did you have the when you're hungover? Do you not you get the hangover horn? Were you like extra? Did you just want to rip Mikey's clothes off and give him an old quickie there and then? No, but I have a bit more de bonnet. <laughs> Were you not? Because that's like one of, that's one of the worst things about a hangover. Hangover horn. No. Well, maybe then I didn't. But no. apparently, I was very difficult that day. Were you? Mm. God. Which I'm normally very easy to live with. Yeah. Picture of picture of placidity, but yeah. I I can't believe you had your first. I can't do it. Well, anymore. after Jonathan pours gin and tonics, he does basically half gin and then a little bit of tonic, and I had three of those, and then quite a lot of Malbec. Yeah, you, that was a hangover. Yeah. Yeah. Were you sick? No. Mine is like I just want to eat all day. I was quite hungry. Yeah, because mm. it's yeah your body's like soaking. Up. Oh, the next so the next day I went off to see my goddaughter Artemis and her parents George and Ellie, and uh, Artemis who was nearly four. Uh, Ellie and I were chatting about something. We were getting quite animated. We were agreeing with each other, agreeing that something that has happened was a bit over the top, and. Uh, you know, as you... Well, we do it. Friends, everyone does it. You ever so slightly, as one person is finishing their sentence, the other person starts speaking. In effect, speaking over one another. And Artemis, who's sitting on Ella's lap, just puts her hand up and goes, Mummy, can you not talk over Godfather William? <laughs> so Ellie and I would then... She did it again. She got told off again. Ellie and I would then absolutely, like, making sure we finish the sentence because Artemis was really not having any of it. Oh, wow. When and you was hungover? That was during when I was hungover, yes. Okay. I took public transport to, to get to their house. Did you get... Were you emotional? Did you cry? Because I, if I see old people when I'm hungover, <laughs> honestly, if I see an old lady on her own when I'm hungover, I just burst into tears. Oh, thank God you said that. I thought you could talk about the hangover horn. Oh, God, don't be sick. <laughs> oh, horrible boy. Then, then he'd horrible, be, horrible boy. Then he'd be crying. <laughs> Oh, no, I just see him and get hungover. Or adverts. <laughs> I see an advert when I'm hungover and it just make me cry. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I was... I didn't, I didn't cry. Mm. I, well, I got a bit teary towards the end of the evening, but uh, it was fine. Okay. But, yes, I'll, I'll report back if I have another one, but well, I don't I'll... want to have another one again. Thank you very much. <gasps> How's your air fryer you got oh, for your birthday? William, William. It's, it's changed my life. You know, it... it, it you're listening now and someone at work will have an air fryer and won't shut up going on about right. it. I'm that person. Okay. I love it. I've got an air fryer cookbook now. You've got an air fryer cookbook as well. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've, I've hardly used my cooker since They I've are got very it. good. And I can know I know why they're obviously huge popularity over the last six months because, you know, they mm, use less electricity, year, uh, they're healthier if you use less oil. Uh, and obviously with the cost of living, it's, it's good to sort of use less electricity and then your bills mm. don't go up. I see. I still use oil on it. Well, you can. I mean, you you can use fry light or I've, whatever. Yeah, I've I love it. I've met most smart teas in the week. I'm making air fryer. Tell me what you do. Uh, you got an air fryer in front of you now. Let's imagine. Just open it up and put everything in. You make chicken. I I'm still like finding my feet. Yeah, I got some butternut squash fries. Butternut squash fries. Hello, <laughs> London. What? <laughs> <laughs> They're from Sainsbury's. So I thought I'll have a I'll have a healthy sausage egg and chips. Right. So I put my sausages. Yeah, so I had my vegan sausages. And I put my Butternut sa squash fries. They, they were chick ones, actually. Those healthy ones. Really nice. Oh, yeah. Put eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Put my sausages in air fryer with my chips. Mm. And then I fried the eggs. Right. Um, yeah, eggs, I think, are better not in the air fryer. You can do them in there. I know, but they're better on um, a frying pan. And the chips were still a bit 
cold it middle, so they weren't okay. quite ready. But we're getting there with it. Oh, I'm Good. And how long did that take you? Because the whole point of an air fryer is quick, isn't it's it? It's not that much quicker, but it's it's just easier than. And you just put it, plunk it all in. And it's to, it's less washing off. It's not stuff. one of the ones that have been recalled because there was a big news story the other day. That a very popular brand of air fryer has been recalled because of a electrical misfunction. Weren't Ninja, were it? No. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, Jonathan's got that one. Yeah. He says you know, that's very good. I, I put it away at the weekends because um, it's a bit cluttered. The only thing is if you've got a cluttered kitchen like me, you don't want it out all the time. So I kind of put you it You do not have a cluttered kitchen. <laughs> I do. Your kitchen was, it was like, it was so clean and it was like the sort of what I'd imagine a serial killer's kitchen would be like. It was just sort of everything was beautifully pristine. Oh, thank you. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> oh, Cheers, that means a lot. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't I call your killer's kitchen. Yeah, Thank you. pleasure. I know. Oh. I say the sweetest things. Yeah. But he's actually genuinely no, really happy no, about that's that. Genuinely run my day that. <laughs> yeah. You could be on obsessive compulsive cleaners. That's mm. what you could be on. Yeah. Probably will be. Probably well, present it in about a year. Or Susie Dent. Or Susie Dent if she's not available. What else was I going to do? But yeah, um been doing air fryers. It's 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 fantastic. It's changed my life. Love it. Is it your sous vide? Yeah, it's my sous vide. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You can make. I've, there's loads of recipes in the air fryer book as well. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, that's generally what a recipe book has. All right. What? I want to do a recipe book one day. Do you? <gasps> yeah. For corned beef hash. Northern recipes. <gasps> can you do corned beef hash in the air fryer? Uh, no, but you can do it in slow cooker. You probably could do it in air fryer actually. No, no. You okay. probably could, but yeah, I'm going to do Northern Recipes for Jordan North. Maybe we could do a Help I Sex My Boss cookbook. Greek Lamb Tray Bake. Penguin Random House, if you're listening. Oh my God, Let we actually know. could, because we both like food. Well, yeah, most people do. Mm. It's quite important. No, some people are interested. Our Dominic. Oh, really? What does he normally eat? He's a good cook, but he's just one of those that are like, have a bit of toast in the morning. He's not that bothered about food. Oh, okay. Whereas I am. You Absolutely. Well, I love food. Producer Ben? So producer Ben has just handed me his his phone. And uh, this is a video from the 28th of November 2019. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's our fifth anniversary coming up in, in a few weeks. Uh, talking of corned beef hash, this is when I think I came to your previous place. Uh, two two houses ago. Flats. Three. Three? That's three flats Wow. Ago. I know. And you cooked corned beef hash. Hi, and welcome to Jordan's Kitchen. Oh, wow. Today we're going to make corned beef mash hash. <laughs> it's so made earlier. Oh, your uh, voice. <laughs> Once it's warmed up, it's really nice. Wow. Hello, I'm George. I'm not, it's, you I sound the same now. Mm. Get what I mean about me dressing better, though. I mean, you look, you were at home, you were relaxed. <laughs> you were hammered that night. I, I was, actually, yes. <laughs> I think I fell on the floor, did I not? That was the yes. first flat I lived in in London. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, have you got your phone to hand? No, I didn't bring it with me today. Oh, shut up. Your phone's basically glued to your hand most of wow. the time. Have you noticed, I've saw this on social media, you can now see how many five, four, three, two, and one-star ratings Uber drivers have given you. Oh, oh. And I thought it would be fun to have a look out of the three of us who has the better Uber rating. I always, I bet you, I bet you I have. Okay. Ooh. Oh. How do you do that? Oh, uh, I'll just, I always tip him. Okay. Oh. Where do you go? So you go into account. Yeah. And then settings. Can we just say as well, this is a very London thing, like in Preston and Burnley and that, they don't have Uber. Oh, no, I think they do have Uber. You have Uber, Uber most Uber most big cities. Uh, it's, I don't know. Anyway, go on. Okay, go into settings. Settings. 
And then scroll down to privacy. Privacy. And then privacy center. Privacy center. It's, it's an easy way to do this. And then um, under your privacy and your data and privacy too, but click see summary. Where that? That one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's see summary. Okay. And then view my trips. And then you click uh, view my ratings. What is your total average score? 4.87. Ben? Ben? 4.74. Oh. That's quite good. Annoyingly. <laughs> What's yours? I mean, I'm not as low as Ben. I'm 4.82. Yes! I knew it! I'm annoyed that someone's given me two... St one person's given me one star. Why? I've, I've had, shockingly, four people have given me one star. I've, I've had... I've had two... I'm so polite and nice. I always speak to them. I'm an etiquette sodding coach. It's because when you slam the door, in it, I'm known for slamming doors. But I've had 231 five stars. Oh, I've had 453 five-star reviews. Oh, driver ratings. Oh. No, you can't. Yeah, that's if you're a driver. So that comes up when you request. Yeah, so can I see your ratings, please? Just to ver independently verify. Hmm, Okay. Well, the good news is we both, proportionally, we have a lot of five-star reviews compared to any other number. But one star. I'm annoyed eight, at that. Eight people have given me two-star reviews. I know. What have we... I never take an Uber when I'm sort of tipsy. So it's not like I've, you know, always... been abusive. I think it's homophobic. I'm going to call it. I've said it. Don't throw that card. <laughs> Come oh, on. I'm so nice to them. Don't be ridiculous. It won't be that. Well, do you think I'm going to use Bolt from now on? Have you been necking Mikey in the back of an Uber? I haven't necked Mikey anywhere because that might put him off a bit. Not that it's same-sex people hmm. necking, just necking in general. No, I, I don't neck in public, whatever that is. Do you know? No, but I can assure you, I don't do it. Anyway, I'd like you don't get into the Uber drunk. I think that must be my problem. Like, you are a bit gobby when you've had a drink. <laughs> I'll give you that. You can be a bit of a gobshite. William, hmm? have you been fingered in an Uber? <laughs> no, I have not. Because that'll give you a one star. Give you more than that. <laughs> if you let them join in, five stars. <laughs> well, there we go. I'm slightly mortified that you're ranked higher, but it's only because you're on the TV. Quickly, have you watched the Murdoch murders on... The Murdoch murders? No, murder. Mur Mur They're called Murdoch. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's kind of pronounced Murdoch murders on Netflix about this rich family in South America. You'd love it. Okay, no, and I haven't. And at the time of recording, the uh, the jury... View, what's it called? The jury decisions come in today. Oh, right. So it's a documentary? Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, right, okay. It's three episodes. Really good. Really good. You should watch it. I'll give it a watch. We're just rewatching the West Wing. I, are you all? I, could never I know that's that. all we do. I I quite like the idea of like living in a small, sleepy American town. Do you? Yeah, and getting in my truck, and probably apart from the gun thing. Yeah, yeah. I just quite like the idea of. Living. My favorite bumper sticker that I saw in uh, Tennessee uh, was, which obviously guns are legal in Tennessee, uh, I believe, uh, said, "Keep honking while I'm reloading." Right, okay. Yeah, okay. so that's nice. Yeah, just like the idea. Did you ever used to watch Our New House in Everwood? What was it called? What? Oh, I used to watch it when I was sick from school, and that was a big sleepy town. A doctor used to... A doctor used to... He moved, relocated there after his family died. It was on in daytime. Really you don't mean good. doctors. It was called Everwood TV. Oh, yeah, it's just called Everwood 2002. 
Right. Until 2006. Used to watch that. Anybody else used to watch that? What, no. It's called, it was like Our New Life in Everwood or something. Oh, it's great. Lovely. Our New Life in Everwood in the United Kingdom, it was called. How lovely. Um, uh, Jumpcat Jack, who edits this, has also made it, by the way, into the letters, because he has now put on the f- uh, some few Gene Divas at the start of letters, right to William, Jordan, producer Ben, Diego, Jack. So, well done, Jack. You're now cemented into the... I could start the... an impression about Jim Cook chat. You could. You need to work on that. Yeah. Oh, talking of your Vicar Tom impression, we'll come on to that at the weekend release. Oh, God, has he heard it? Mm-hmm. Oh, He's heard God. it. We have a voice note. If you think William's catty or what's the word? <laughs> Prissy. Prissy. Good to hear from Vicar Tom. Should we go to Jordan's joke of the week? Just not like a man of the cloth when he's peed off. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Here's the jingle. If you like a chap who's cheeky and northern, you're in for a treat. With our Jordan, and if a giggle is what you seek, you're sure to love Jordan's jolly joke of the week. Cha-cha-cha. And very excitingly, we've got a new joke book. Yeah, thanks for this, guys. It's called All New Dad Jokes. Thank heavens for that. From the Instagram sensation at Dad Says Jokes. Okay. That's Dad Says Jokes, I think. My wife has kicked me out because of my bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. And I'll tell you the punchline after the break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, Gene Devers, thanks very much for sticking with us. Um, I've got a new joke book here, supplied by William and Ben. You guys are the bestest, so thank you. My wife has kicked me out because of my bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. Don't worry, I'll return. What? (laughs) I don't get that. (laughs) Oh, I see, because it's I'll be back. No, my wife has kicked me out because of my bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. Don't worry, I'll return. I mean, I think I prefer the old book. <laughs> I just found out I'm colorblind. The diagnosis came out of the purple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm colorblind now, I like that. <laughs> oh, these are great. Oh, that'll explain it. I once tried to show off to a girl by telling her I made 
a car entirely from spaghetti. She said mm. she could never be with someone who made up stupid lies. You should have seen her face when I drove straight past her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's 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 quit while we're ahead. What happens if you oh. throw a Finnish sailor overboard? He'll <laughs> 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 <Il> sinky. <laughs> I ordered a giant duck at the fancy restaurant last night. The bill was huge. <laughs> well, that's all we've got time for this week, everyone. Oh, you got five there. Yes. Oh, I hope they've made your day like they have mine, G&D. Right. They have. Now, just before we do the listeners' problems, we have yet another special announcement. Jesus, what now? A book? A... Are we touring again? No, not yet. Uh, well, as you know... we yet? Well, who knows? I'm not signed off on anything yet. <laughs> Probably booked a holiday for when we're touring anyway, oh, so it's oh, fine. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, here we go. We might have had a slight disagreement in a meeting this week, Team D. <laughs> yes, you talk about it on last week's weekend release. What? About the holiday. I might well, have, it's kept in. We might have, I might have briefly. a holiday booked during the release, the week our books released, which we're working on. William's made his views very clear on that. Everyone I, else, can everyone I just else, say, including our great publishers at Pendum Random House. Uh, oh, it's, sorry, what are they called? Pendum Random House. <laughs> <laughs> have been very accommodating. Yes, and, and also the publishers at Penguin Random House. Penguin Random. What did yeah. I call them? Pendum Random. Uh, anyway, do you do you do you know? Anyway, we're celebrating our fifth birthday in just a couple of weeks. Are you and drinking that bloody gin and the bonnet? Yeah. Ten, 10 in the morning. It's a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> My mother's coming this afternoon. Oh, God. <laughs> playing catch up. Um, so, to mark the occasion, we have asked our. Well, G- it's cowboy time. What? 10 10 10 What the heck are you doing? It's 10 to 10. Anyway, carry on. Okay, so to mark the occasion, we have asked all our G&Divas to send in their favourite sexted moments, and we're going to be celebrating those moments in our second ever live-streamed episode, which will be on the 20th of March. 20th of March. You got that in your diary? Check right now. (laughs) Let me have a look. Um, It might be on the 20th of March, or it might be on a different date. um, In the evening. uh, Oh, I'm on morning live that morning. It's in the evening, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Good. It's going to be uh, at 7.30 British okay. time on the 20th of March, so get it in your diaries. Okay. And that is, we've picked that date specifically because it's five years since our very first episode. Okay. So Thank it seems you. fitting to do it on that date. Um, also, in notices, just to let you know, more episodes of Go Hard, Go Home have been released on uh, BBC iPlayer. Good. Um, you can watch it on BBC Three every Sunday night at nine o'clock, but it's it's getting a good reaction. So is it good? Yeah, I think it is. I'm biased, but uh, Gene Devers, if you've not yet watched it, please do give it a go. It's called Go Hard, Go Home. If you're into your fitness program, it's not all about fitness. There's some really heart wrenching stories and stuff. Have you watched it yet? Yeah, I've watched a couple of episodes. Yes, I watched the new batch. Have you watched any yet? Yeah. You lying get! <laughs> you've not watched any, have you? I watched. I watched an episode. An episode. Yeah. But it's Go Hard, Go Home on BBC iPlayer. Thank you very Any much. Church no, no. Thank you for everyone's nice messages about series three of Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast, which is now finished. For good. Well, series three has finished for good, yes. That's generally how it works. Oh, I bet all six listeners have got it.
Well, that's going to put them off listening. I can't catch my breath, William. <laughs> it's impression. No, um, you've got to listen to the podcast. Genuinely, it is really funny. And you don't have to be to keep no. up appearances. <clears throat> I mean, it helps, but it, it, you don't have to. Actually, a few Gene Divas said that um, a few Gen Z, they called themselves, uh, have started watching Keeping Up Appearances because of me, and they feel that I'm now an influencer, and they have listened to get the Keeping Up Appearances references in this podcast. Okay. So, thank you. Anyway, on to the questions. listeners' questions. This is from Anonymous. Oh, it's, it's, it's a long one. Dear William Jordan, EPB and Diego, I had a slaggy summer and I need your advice. I've all been there, love. <laughs> Having split up from my boyfriend two years ago, I decided to get straight back out there. Having previously been very inexperienced, I have found Grinder, they're a gay, to be an eye-opener, but an opening I was more than happy to explore. Moving ahead a couple of months, I found myself reaping the consequences of having too much fun. Admittedly, I'm not sure if it was one of the midweek hookups, the Friday night threesome, or the guy I took home when the lights came on in the gay bar at 4am, but fast forward three days, and I am at work with quite an itch and fluid leaking out of my penis. Oh, God. Now, you need to know that I work for the NHS. Not only was this set of symptoms very alarming, but it also necessitates a trip to the sexual health clinic. I got to the clinic and it was just me, the fantastic lovely nurse and a trainee nurse. A sample of fluid blood and an anus swab later and a good look under the microscope, they told me that not only did I have gonorrhea, but I had syphilis too. Is that still a thing in this day and age? Yes. Oh, God. After a good lesson in the importance of safe sex, three injections in the bottom and a mutual discussion regarding the stresses and experiences of working in NHS, I was on my way. The very next morning, I'm sitting in the office looking through my patient's notes with my other colleagues, as usual, when the sexual health trainee walks in, stating she has been sent here to experience what goes on in our department. Now, my colleagues do not know about my sex life, and it's not something I wish to start sharing. I panicked over this whole situation with the students seemingly unaware of patient confidentiality. Obviously confused, my colleagues started to ask questions about how we know each other through the thick and obvious tension in the room. What is the appropriate etiquette for this situation? When you know someone, but to the people around you, this should not be the case. Yours sincerely, Anonymous. Oh, that's a good one. I don't it. It's like, look, I've had a slaggy summer. I've got the clap. So-and-so sorted me out. Yes, and look, Anonymous. Tea? <laughs> Coffee? Anyone? <laughs> Chocolate hot knob? <laughs> oh, I'm, I've gone. I don't get that. No, because I couldn't speak. Oh. I slurred my words. Okay. It was a Penguin Random House moment. Have you ever been to an STI clinic? No. I've done the at-home testing kit, if you really must oh, know. Oh, have you? Yes. You slag. Have <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. you know. Mm. Went to what? Yeah. Why is Ben looking at me? I'm encouraging good sexual health. Have you never been to a clap clinic? You're That's how Ben and I met. Neither have I. I've never been to one. What? So hang on. Just compare the two of us. I've let's say Bean, it's come to me, as it were, mm. via the post. And I've lived really the life of Mother Teresa. <laughs> you, on the other hand, have what? not been. Oh, excuse me. Mm? We're about two minutes away from cutting this entire bit. I, A, I'm not got. No, I, I am waiting for marriage, you know I am. Right. <laughs> and then you'll go to the sexual health clinic. No. I've, I did one, I told you, I've done one. I did. I, but hang on, didn't you wear, like, chlamydia pants yes, or something? Yes, but uni... Because it was rife in Sunderland when I was at uni there. So right. before you go in a club, they used to have, like, these tents and big... Oh, so you have been tested. ...tables, no, and they used to get you to pee into a thing and you get, like, free boxes or Kanye West sunglasses. 
<laughs> or like a laser pen. If you Something for everyone. Yeah. We talked about, we had this as a dilemma recently. Yeah, someone, someone, have I made this up? Was this something else? Have Are I you dreaming about listening to dilemmas? No, or is it something that happened? So they used to go into a club and they'd say, you can get into a club for free or you can get a load of goodies if you just pee into a, it were rife in something and needed to get them, they were like a pandemic. So you had to pee into a, you had to pee into a little test tube. Mm. But someone, so you'd go in and give your pee a test tube. But once a lad went in, come out 10 minutes later and he jizzed in the test tube. <laughs> Where have I, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, that, you haven't done that before. No, they were like, oh no, you were meant to, you were meant to pee in it. <laughs> he got into a toilet and had a crafty prank. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Oh, that's Sunderland. Mm. Uh, anyway, going back to Anonymous's letter, um, I would suggest that, yeah, I th- you, you, you can't say anything. You've taken, presumably, you've all taken the Hippocratic Oath and you've signed NDAs and you're not meant to talk to each other about it. But I do actually like Jordan's approach of sort of just own it. And yeah, if you. We're all ju- adults. I don't know, Anonymous, if you. Because obviously you, you're, you're gay, slash, you are doing things with boys. You could be bisexual be or whatever. Maybe I'm guessing that you're, you don't want your colleagues to know, your colleagues don't know about that part of you, and why should they need to know about that? But maybe you're worried that, oh, well, actually, if they realise I've gone to the sexual health clinic, that means I'm gay. Well, obviously, that doesn't mean you're gay or bi or whatever. You can go to the sexual health clinic and be of whatever persuasion. So I wouldn't worry too much about that side of things. Next one. This is from Danica in Chester. Dear William and Jordan, not long ago I was pulled into an HR meeting in which I was informed that I was being investigated for breaching company policy. I was one of a group of several people accused and I knew that some of the allegations were unfortunately true. I hadn't really considered that my behaviour was at all problematic, but it became clear that I should have been more considerate. During the investigation, I was provided with all the evidence against me. I couldn't argue against some of it, and I was horrified by the whole situation. That being said, three or four of my colleagues had written statements containing information which I knew to be lies, and other parts of their statements were framed in such a way to make me seem far worse than I actually was. What's more, the main complainant brought up behaviour that had long since ceased and that he himself had taken part in. It all had the whiff of a witch hunt. I have no trouble admitting to and accepting my errors. I think it's important to take responsibility for your actions, and it's the only way to grow. But this whole debacle has left a bad taste in my mouth. Much of the evidence against me was thrown out, as it was often contradictory and or unprovable. I was spared from losing my job because my involvement in the behaviour was very minor, but most of my friends were not so lucky and have had to find new employment. This is very sad given that the whole team was once quite close. Those of us who remain here are very split and break times or team meetings can be very awkward. This sounds really problematic and... Like the relationships broke down, yeah. The advice I seek is regarding how to interact with those people who gave false witness against me. I have to work with them, and some of them seem unable to make eye contact with me, which I don't lose sleep over. But I now really just want to put all of this behind me. Obviously, I can't trust them, but how polite should I be? How would you act around people who seem to have had no trouble in trying to get you sacked? Yours sincerely, Danica and Chester. Danica, uh, first of all, speak to HR and see if you're allowed to do this. But speak to HR. Tell HR exactly what you've told us, you've learnt from your ways, and see if you can call a truce. Is it a truce? It is a truce. Yeah, Yeah, a truce. See if you can call a truce, get someone from HR in there, have a big meeting, and just have it out with them. Face to face, like that. I'm pretty sure HR will be like, that's a good thing. Get them all in the boardroom, get the person from HR there, because you need them there. And exactly what you've said here, you felt like some of it was a bit unfair, but you've learnt from your mistakes. 
and just get it all out in the open. Oh, tell you what. Mm. Oh, his, fing his fingers out now. It's good to have it out with someone at work. Is it? It really. It, it's awkward for the first week. Then when you've had it out and you you see their side of the their side of the story, your side of the story, everyone's been hurt. It's really good. Anything you want to get off your chest? No, I'm just saying. Or just go in one morning, call them all a bunch of two-faced, lying, cheating things, and but that won't get you anywhere. No. I Look, I would also say, Danica, if, if HR's sort of not necessarily found in your favour, but they've sort of thrown it out, and obviously you've still got your job, as, as you say, um, I, I, you could take Jordan's approach, that's fine, or just... One by one, so go at them and just don't don't make it more of an issue because you're sort of trying to you need to move on. And I think time is a great healer. But actually, just go up to them and say, uh, "I'm really sorry if my past actions uh, have made things difficult. Um, I really hope it's behind us and that we can move forward." If you are the better person, if they then continue to make it awkward, then it's a reflection on them. You have tried to do the the best thing, or write them a little note saying, "I'm really sorry. This won't happen again." Mm. Um, Let's move on. I, I really enjoy working with you type of thing. Be the better person. Hear me out. If you weren't any half-decent at this etiquette, Malarkey, you'd be good HR. <laughs> you would. I wish they had HR in some of the jobs I had. wish they had HR here. Oh, we'd never work again. No. We got locked in a freezer once. wish you had HR then. What? You got locked in a freezer? Mm, yeah. One of those walk-in ones. It was horrible. Yeah. What was in the freezer? Meat? All so, times I was looking for ladders with skirting boards and tartan paint. On and how long were you in the freezer? We once got rained off when I were on our builder, so when it was raining outside. So it was like in this little cubbyhole, and I just had to kneel down, put my helmet on me, and I was in the middle, and they were just trying to hit spanners off me. <laughs> it was like a little game. You know, like that game where you try and get rings on the stick? Hmm. I was no it rings doubt. on the prick. And they had to hit me helmet. Right. Yeah, and was that in the freezer? No, that was a different job. Okay. And how long were you in the freezer? It was in a caravan factory. <laughs> Probably about five minutes until I screamed and the whole restaurant could hear me. Okay. <laughs> I was got pinned up against the wall by a chef as well. I wish they had HL. <laughs> no. But I just got to put collar. I did tell him to fuck off and told him he was a shit chef. So. Right, fine. Which And you'll know if you've ever worked for chefs, they're very temperamental. You would be if you worked every weekend till 10 o'clock at night at, during the week and missed every Mother's Day and bank holiday. Not all, but most <laughs> chefs are very temperamental. Right. Ben? Do you ever think of, like, the Jordan that didn't leave buildings, like, never went to media school? Ben's asked us if we ever think of the, uh, the Jordan who, who never left the building industry. What would you have become and not seeing the bright lights of showbiz. Probably be on my second pint at Foster's by <gasps> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> no, that's more scaffolders. No offence to any scaffold. I'm just having a go at everyone here, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Finish early on a Friday. You wouldn't have as many shackets. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I'd have those cool trousers that they all wear with all pockets on. But I'd lose Cargo them. pants. They're not cargo. They spend a lot for them. Okay. Yeah. Most uh, of my mates are builders. Uh, last letter. This is from... Anonymous, again. Dear William Jordan, EPB and Diego, recently my partner and I were travelling back from a romantic week away in the Lake District. Oh, that's where I'm going to retire and die one day. Yes, yeah. go up and do the old man of Coniston. Yep, I'm going to be in my little rocking chair with a big window, telling everyone I used to be on radio, mm. looking out across Lake Windermere. Next year. We were reaching the first stop on the journey back to London. <laughs> when the train conductor announced that we would need to ensure any baggage currently in the doorways would need to be moved to let people on and give them somewhere to stand. Fair enough. 
So we decided to move one of the packed suitcases to the seating area that we were in and squeeze the other onto the rack. My partner hurriedly rammed my bag in front of our seats, only for it to start humming loudly. Five seconds passed until he realised that he'd accidentally triggered my vibrator. We were already starting to lose our decorum, both of us now mortified, but realising that leaving it on for a four-hour journey really wasn't a solution, I ran up to the bag and rammed my arm into the suitcase to locate a lively love aid, only to miss the off button and change it to a more exotic rhythm, <laughs> admitting even louder noises. Oh my god, that's a pneumatic drill. This was not going unnoticed, and the longer the problem continued, the less we were able to contain our embarrassed laughter, further alerting our fellow passengers to the unfortunate incident unfolding before us. Finally, I had to pull the vibrator fully out of my no. bag in front of the onlookers, turning it off before coming back to my seat and fully crying with embarrassment. I don't know what we could have done better. What would you recommend doing in that situation? What is the best way to pack vibrating toys so they don't accidentally turn on? Yours sincerely, Anonymous. Over to you. Anonymous, <laughs> it's really easy. So you just put your best acting skills in and go, Oh, bloody hell, your electric toothbrush is going off in there. Yes, that's the point. I've told you about that. I don't know why you bring that electric toothbrush away with us. Oh, have you heard that? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's one of those new electric toothbrushes that are really strong. Did I ever tell you? Mm. Airport, same thing happened with Mum's bag. Oh. Right. Um, about, Does your mother want this story being shared? Or about 14. Right. right. And we were hand luggage, right? <laughs> and it was going off. And what? It, it was vibrating. What was? Mum's bag, right? So the guy come over and my mum and dad were looking at each other and I thought, oh Christ, please, please, please. I heard a man, they're going away at weekend with kids and it would bring the neat, and security guard, um, the security guy come over and zipped the bag and took everything out. My mum went, oh, it's all right, Graham, it's only your nose clippers. <laughs> Thank God for that. Honestly, my dad's nose clippers, he gets hairy nose. <laughs> Honestly, I have never been so relieved in all my life. What am I like? I told you not to pack them. Come to think of it, actually, mm. I never actually seen the nose clippers. No, it was. It was his nose clippers. <laughs> anyway, your advice. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you could have made that. I mean, obviously, when you had to take it out of the bag, that's obviously going to reveal what it was. I may have removed the suitcase to the vestibule area and probably dealt with it out there. That might have been an option. If you could get through, if Wouldn't there was be. clear passage, as it were. I can't believe you've got your vibrator out in the train. Yeah. I also don't know if this is a, a boy, girl. But yeah, just blame it on the electric toothbrush, razor, shaver. Yeah, there are all sorts of things that could buzz. Mm. So, uh, Have you seen those funny videos where people go on stag do's and stuff and they plant a massive dildo in the back? No. And then it, it goes off and secure it in, they have to take it out. <laughs> Should have done that on your stag day. Damn. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway. Next time, shut up. Mm. Do it on his. Oh, you're never getting married, so mm. do it on his. Maybe. I don't know, maybe he's not getting married. Ever tell you my brother borrowed a weekend bag off my mum and dad? Do we want to know the outcome no, of this? still no. to this day. I asked him once what was in it, because and still to this day he won't tell me. I got drunk, I went, it was years ago. I went, what was in this weekend bag? He's like, George, you don't want to know. George? George. Oh, George, sorry. You don't want to know. I thought George was maybe your... Basically, my brother borrowed my mum and dad's weekend bag. And... Was it the nose clippers? I bloody hope so. Anyway. Anyway, what's coming up on the weekend release, Jordan? On the weekend release, William, and all our Gene Divas listening, we've been sent a few ring doorbell disasters oh. and uh, an awkward Wendy 
can I borrow your potato peeler response call? So that's all coming up. We've got a few more of those to play out on the bonus, haven't we? We have, and we'll hear from Vicar Tom. Remember, you can listen every Tuesday and Friday. Uh, watch us on YouTube every weekend and get us all week on your socials. We're at Sexted by Boss, and we'll be back on Friday. Goodbye. 